Good morning. It is Wednesday, December 2nd. You're listening to the College Football Daily. My name is Trey Scott. I'm joined right now by Brandon Marcello, National and College Football Reporter for 24-7 Sports. We're, we're going to chat today, Brandon, about Liberty versus Coastal Carolina this weekend. It's The college game day will be there, uh, live from Conway, South Carolina. It should be an awesome shootout between two really fun teams to watch and two head coaches and Hugh Freeze at, at Liberty and Jamie Chadwell at Coastal Carolina who could be players here in this coaching carousel that that's starting to to heat up and hum, you know, Vanderbilt fired Derek Mason a few days ago, South Carolina's open. We'll see what else happens over the next few weeks. Brandon, if you were an athletics director at let's say a mid-tier SEC team, which of these candidates would you prefer to hire? You know, <clears throat> I like to take risk, but you know, I don't run a multi-million dollar uh, corporation, so to speak, when you're running an athletics department. But I, I'd I'd go after Hugh Freeze. I know there's baggage there. You'd be risking a lot, but I, I want success and I want to be tied to success. And I think Hugh Freeze gives you that, um, and almost immediately, you know, I. I say that, and I don't just say that because, well, you know, he beat Alabama twice. But if you remember his first season going into Ole Miss, I remember going into that year, a lot of us were thinking, wow, this is probably a two- or three-win team. And they ended up going to a bowl game. It was obvious, despite the the lackluster roster, short on numbers, that he was a good coach. He figured out a way to get the best out of those guys and obviously adjust his system around the personnel they had. And uh, I just think he's a good coach. He's good with the players, and I know there's baggage there, but you know what? Um, I'd still risk it, especially when you're at a place like South Carolina or Vanderbilt where, listen, success is fleeting at these places, and anytime you could try to get to that point, if you want to be successful, you got to take chances. And, and when you take chances – it's either going with someone who's got some baggage potentially, but also has a great record, but you know, maybe going elsewhere down an avenue that others don't really seek, which we might be able to talk about here in a few minutes, but maybe go the FCS route. I know that sounds crazy, but go get someone who's had success and isn't just a flash in a pan guy. And when I say flash in a pan, I'm talking about someone who's at a group of five school for two years or less and has had success. Um, I, I know that, that that's the guy that a lot of people want to go after, but show me someone who's built up a program and has maintained it and has literally a system to do so that is sustaining, sustaining and sustainable, not one that just kind of walks into a job or situation, has some talent, brings in some Juco guys and transfers in for a year or two, and then has a lot of success. I, to me, that's not the type of coach you want to go get, but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, the guy you, you talk about, FCS, Kansas State's done well with Chris Kleiman, the former North Dakota State coach. But, but Brandon, when, when we talk about Hugh Freeze and Jamie Chadwell, and we'll stick on Freeze and, and then we'll move to Chadwell because I think he's a really interesting candidate. Uh, he's also the lowest paid coach in college football, so I'm, I'm pretty sure he'd jump to just about anywhere. Yeah, But Hugh Freeze, if, 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 an S, if, if a school can get over the baggage – and I, I think that's maybe a hurdle in itself. I know there's some rumblings that you know the SEC and he's on the persona non grata list. But let's say let's say someone can hire him, Brandon. What what job in this year or next year do you think Hugh Freeze would eye if he had his druthers and 
maybe that's a Tennessee or maybe that's an Auburn. You know, yeah, that's the thing. I, I don't think he'd leave Liberty for, say, you know, Southern Miss is just – you know, filled its job. I don't think he would go for a Southern Miss type job or, or um, maybe even a Vanderbilt. I'm not so certain he'd be interested in that job, but it would take a mid-level, you know, power five job to really get him to leave Liberty at this point, which might be asking a lot. I think he's asking a lot of potential suitors and then the suitors might not be interested in taking a risk like that. But to say that, I say this, I I think he would be a a good fit at Tennessee or Auburn. Now, if he can keep his nose clean, he'd be a great, great hire um, at either of those schools. But, um, you know, it's just a difficult ask to kind of give someone the benefit of the doubt when they've had issues in the past, and not just with recruiting, but some off-the-field transgressions and – you know, that's why, you know, <clears throat> like the South Carolina job right now, I mean, their president, I mean, it's pretty clear he will not even probably interview Hugh Freeze uh, because of those issues in the past. When you talk to Hugh Freeze, what what was the impression he gave you, Brandon? I'm sure he – I remember that week was kind of like a, a Hugh Freeze media blitz. He did a, an interview on game day as well. I'm sure he had practiced all of his best lines. I'm sure he sounded contrite. But wh- how, how did he come across to you? I mean, he sounded like a guy t- to me, reading between the lines and just chatting with him. He sounded like a guy who knew the opportunity that was ahead of him. And then if he could beat NC State, maybe he would be even more of a viable candidate for one of these bigger jobs. And he was interested. I, th- I think he's interested in the South Carolina gig. Um, you know, he didn't tell me that, but. You read between the lines. He says he's happy where he's at, but hey, if the right opportunity comes along, they're going to jump at it. And, you know, South Carolina is certainly that job, I think, for him. I think it would fit for him, whether it fits for South Carolina. I'm not so certain, but um, I think we're in a spot now where it, for him, it's probably the South Carolina job and then just waiting to see if anything else similar could open up. You know, obviously. Texas, he couldn't get that job, you know, um, you know, Michigan, certainly not. Um, but I, I think that that's, that's a funny thought, but that I think that he's in the position here in the next year or two years where he could land at a program that's similar in stature to South Carolina, you know, maybe Tennessee, they want to take a chance, but there's a lot more politics that work into that. And, um, you know, I, I compare Tennessee and Nebraska a lot to each other because they've got this, they feel like they have this great tradition because of what happened with them, you know, 20, 30 years ago. And it doesn't really all matter all that much right now on this current landscape. Maybe they think they're a little bit bigger than they really are. Yeah. Liberty is going to be pretty good next year. Again, especially they, if they return quarterback Malik Willis. So I don't think Hugh Freeze's stock is going to drop. And if anything, no. a year away gets you a year removed from his 2017 resignation at Ole Miss. Let's talk about Coastal Carolina. This is a school that's been in the Sun Belt for four years. Jamie Chadwell uh, took over in this kind of a weird, a weird history. Um, but he was he was the interim coach uh, for Joe Moglia, and then Joe Moglia came back, and then Jamie and then Joe Moglia finally retired, and then Jamie Chadwell was the full time head coach last year. They went five and seven. This year they're nine and zero. Oh. Uh, they look fantastic. He runs a fun sort of option offense. It's like a modernized version of that. And he's, you know, he's never been a head coach at the power five level. He's relatively young. 
He gets paid less than anybody in college football, so he'd take whatever job he wants. And just like you talked to Hugh Freeze, um, Jamie Chadwell talked to our Chris Hummer, and, look, he was pretty straight up. He said, I mean, it'd be a dream of mine to coach in the SEC. I wonder if Vanderbilt would go that that direction. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Um, Brandon, what, what's your what's your take on Jamie Chadwell? I, I think, listen, you know, we talk about – I talk about taking chances with guys, you know, Hugh Freeze being on one spec, side of the spectrum and then maybe going to an FCS coach, especially if you're Vanderbilt. Stop trying to hire these hot coordinators that maybe don't quite want to stick around there anyway, and when things start going south, maybe they're not trying as hard. Um you know, with Jamie Chadwell, though, he's a guy that coached at Charleston Southern for several years as a head coach, was very successful, um, coached at Delta State. He's he's familiar with the area, and obviously we're seeing what he's doing now at Coastal Carolina, first as an OC and then going into that interim role and then now a full-time head coach. I think he's a guy that Vanderbilt should really, really look at because – it's not just that he's having success this season. He's done it before at Charleston Southern running a program. The issue there is that he had issues at Charleston Southern, um, had some NCAA issues. Whether he was directly involved in that is kind of difficult to kind of figure out and put put our finger on. But or, or if it maybe it was more of kind of the athletic department mishandling things and he didn't have any idea um, – uh, but it wasn't like anything that was just completely like outlandish in my opinion, even though the NCAA punished that team and made them uh, erase uh, wins from their record book uh, during a two-year period. But he's been successful everywhere. That offense is exciting, as you, as you mentioned. I mean, they're running some of the option in there. They're mixing it all up. Um, it's fun to watch. And for a team like Vanderbilt, you need to get a creative offensive guy, I think, to be successful. I think James Franklin, when he was there, obviously, wasn't necessarily like a guy that was, came in there and was like, wow, we're going to change everything up offensively. He just had like this, I, I hate saying the word unique, but kind of this unique energy that's kind of just meshed well there that was able to attract the certain type of players it took to be successful. Um, at Vanderbilt, and particularly at a time in the SEC East when it was kind of down. Let's let's face it, the East was down at that t- at that point. Um, but here's the other thing that's interesting about Chadwell: he coached Coastal Carolina, or excuse me, Charleston Southern against Vanderbilt, and almost beat Vanderbilt. They lost twenty-one to twenty. Wow! Um, really? Yeah. He almost beat Derek Mason all the way back in 2014. So this is a guy that if I'm – obviously a lot of those administrators at Vanderbilt are not around still, but listen, you had a firsthand impression of this guy. You've seen him. We're seeing what he's doing now. He did that six years ago. He hasn't changed very much. He can be successful, I think, in the SEC at a place like Vanderbilt. I'd interview him. I'd interview him. I, I I don't think this idea of going after a Clark Lee because he is an alum is going to get it done. Does Clark even want it that job? I mean, are we even mentioning him if he wasn't an alum? I don't think so. Go after a guy like, like Chadwell or go after a upper-tier FCS head coach that has proven it for a long period of time. What do you think about all this talk of Shane Beamer likely landing at South oh, Carolina. Oh, man. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm, I'm springing it on you. 
I, I don't know. Listen, I've never met the guy. I'm sure he's a good guy. That's what I keep hearing. He's very popular in coaching circles uh, and with the media. Um, it, it's not a splash hire, most definitely. Um, it, it makes me wonder kind of who's pulling the strings there. And you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me, I guess, of last year when uh, Sam Pittman was coming up in the Arkansas search, a lot of former players at Arkansas and others were pushing him at Arkansas while he wasn't even really, I mean, he was on the radar, but he wasn't at the center of the radar screen, so to speak. And I get the feeling and just from reading certain things and seeing things on Twitter from former players that have, that have coached or co- uh, he coached, excuse me, um, at, at, on the at Carolina and on the East coast and obviously at Oklahoma that, this, that's kind of the same type of movement we're seeing for him. Another position coach type of guy who could be elevated quickly to a head coaching gig. So um, maybe we're seeing a new trend here where these popular coaches who are position coaches have a little bit of say-so with the offenses or defenses, get enough of, of a, an approval rating, so to speak, from their players and specifically the players at the school that wants to hire someone that these, these, these uh, teams start listening to those players rather than maybe the, uh, the search committees uh, that they're hiring. And uh, that's what this kind of reminds me of at this point. I, I'd be surprised if uh, he wasn't the one who was hired unless someone just swoops in. But, um, you know, listen, it's one of those things where it's like, man, that that hire doesn't impress me, just like Sam Pittman. And then, you know, a year later, we're sitting here going, wow, Sam Pittman was a pretty, pretty darn good hire. He was maybe the best uh, first year hire, first year head coach in the SEC. So maybe the same will be for Shane Beamer in South Carolina. The College Football Daily will be right back. It's funny how that works. And they're definitely banking on it being a Sam Pittman type hire, build a good staff and still a great culture. Right. And there's just, there's just no sure thing in the college football coaching carousel. Scott Frost hasn't worked out yet at Nebraska. He was a slam dunk, a plus hire. Tom Herman was an a plus slam dunk hire at Texas, Texas fans. That that was the only guy they wanted. Willie Taggart lasted two years at Florida state. Mike Norvell hasn't looked very good at Florida state yet. I mean, there's just, there's no telling chip Kelly. UCLA, yeah, four wins last year, three in his first year. He was supposed to be the number one candidate in the 2017 carousel. You, you never know. Flor- everybody at Florida wanted yeah. him, and I, I think I, you know, <clears throat> not get too deep into that, but I think he would not be very successful at Florida right now either. All right, well, this is uh, the carousel is definitely you can just feel it. It's 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 heating up. I can't wait to see what happens with South Carolina if, if there are any surprises. You know, Neil Brown declined any connection to that job on Tuesday afternoon. What happens down in Austin? Does, does anything happen up in Ann Arbor? Uh, Vanderbilt, you know, do, do they find the right guy to replace Derek Mason? Maybe it's Jamie Chadwell. It probably won't be Hugh Freeze. He's probably waiting out yeah. you know, Tennessee in 2021 or, or, or Auburn in 2021. But we'll get you back on soon, Brandon, to talk about all the coaching carousel news. It's my favorite time of the year. For Brandon Marcello, for our producer, Michael Mormile, I'm Trey Scott. We will talk to you guys on Thursday for the next edition of the College Football Daily. 